If you want to, some of you over here, if you want to scoot in, we would really love that over here. Um, you guys should have those little white pieces of paper um, throughout the session. If you have questions, feel free to go ahead and write those down. Um, my name is Morgan Milliken. I'm moderating today. Um, our speaker is Tony Clark. She is the executive director of Assure Women's Center. Um, she has two kids. Uh, one's still at home, the other one's in college. Um, one husband, and um, then we, all, <laughs> we also have, you're supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and then Sarah Skaggs will also be speaking as well. And she has six kids, um, and she just said all their ages, and I cannot remember them, um, and works part-time as well. So let's go ahead and open up in prayer, and we'll go ahead and get started. God, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for what you've already done uh, in our hearts and in our minds and um, how you're teaching us about real rest. God, we just pray that in this session you continue to teach us what that looks like when it comes to our schedule and uh, the busyness that each person in this room carries and has. God, would you speak through our speakers words that you want each person in this place to hear? Open up our hearts and minds for what you want to say. In Jesus' name, amen. All righty, good afternoon. How's everybody? You guys enjoy your lunch? All righty. I sound a little hoarse, but you know what? God is good. And I'm going to be okay. I feel like um, we could just replay uh, Carissa's message and that would just cover it, right? <laughs> so much of what she said was kind of like well, on my heart, and I'm like, oh, we might as well just play, replay hers. But I want to get a little more specific in those little bullets that are, are in your book, and, and, and we'll just share a little bit. I'll share a little bit from my heart. And, um, so I'll just start off with a story. One Tuesday evening, um, I got a frantic call from my daughter, Aaliyah. Aaliyah's 13, and she plays volleyball, and... and um, I was at the same time getting a text from Bobby. Now, I'm at work. I'm executive director. We had a board meeting that night, and um, her practice is on Tuesday. We have board meetings on Tuesday as well, so it's not very convenient. But I fixed dinner. I have a little crockpot meal for him and everything. So I'm looking at my phone, and well, why are they calling me? Well, they wanted to know what time Aaliyah's practice was. Now, mind you, this is the same practice that she goes to every Tuesday. <laughs> and what's worse, it's on the family calendar. So I said, did, did y'all look at the calendar? And I'm like, at what point does your responsibility for your schedule transfer to you? <laughs> well, uh, sometimes I get a little frustrated with that, but, you know, it is what it is. We live by a schedule. I have, um, if you look at my schedule, I keep it on my phone. I have different, it's color-coded. There are some colors that are for me. There are some col a color, one color that's for our family and then one for work. And if you don't see me put it on my phone then it probably won't happen. So if I'm supposed to meet you someplace, make sure that I put it on my calendar because I may not show up. <laughs> Our schedules are so full that uh, sometimes I hear myself say, you know, there's not enough hours in the day or I don't have enough time to do that. Well, I said that one day and I just got a check in my spirit. I heard the Lord say, yeah, you do have enough time. And I thought about it. If God cre could create the world in six days and have the seventh day to rest, with all that he did, 
surely I have enough time in my 24 hours to get what I need done. I have enough time in that week to get things done, but it comes down to my priorities. You know, you think about Jesus' lifespan. He was, his ministry lasted for about three and a half years, right? And he was able to accomplish all that he needed to accomplish. He trained 12 staff to carry on his work. He conducted weekly staff meetings. He went to parties with his mom. He was a great host. He fed thousands. And so if he had time to do all of that, surely we can do the same thing. But you know what? He also had time to rest. And so when I look at my busy schedule on my phone, if I, when I look at my calendar, one thing that I don't always schedule is that four-letter word called rest, R-E-S-T. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Jesus managed his schedule very well. And I believe as Christ followers, we can learn to do the same thing. It may not come natural, but we can certainly learn to do the same thing. You know, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or, or you work full-time or if you work part-time, if you're taking classes, if you're a business executive or any combination of those, we have to learn how to schedule our, uh, take, uh, take advantage of some rest in our schedule because guess what? If not, we become overwhelmed, we become stressed out, fatigued, and that will render us ineffective. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants to get us so tired that we're not uh, effective what, in what he's called us to do. Think about it. Uh, I think about me. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in terms of me. If I'm stressed out and perhaps, you know, I'm running a little late, well, now I'm, it's Aaliyah's fault. I drop her off to school. And if I'm running late, now I got to get her to school real quick. And so I'm, come on, Aaliyah. And so by the time we get to her school, I'm ramped up. She's ramped up because I'm fussing at her because she's late, but it's not really her. It's me. And then I, I, I get to work, and I'm still that anxiety, you know. And then I, I, Wednesday, I'm, well, I'm so tired. I don't want to go to church. And it, then, well, like Sunday, I'm, I'm late for my, my shift in, the, in the, the preschool room because it's just a continuous cycle. And so when we get overworked, when we get stressed, we're not effective as, as we should be. So there's some things that I think we can talk about when, when it comes to looking at our schedule. One of them is just learning how to say the word no. Can y'all say that with me? No. Yeah. But as moms, sometimes, as moms and women, sometimes we have a hard time saying no. Um, when we think about adding rest to our schedules, it's very important that we say no. And when you know why you need to say no, it makes it a little bit easier. I read a book recently called The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst. And um, as I was preparing for this weekend, I wrote a note for myself to reread re re that book. Because one of the things she talks about, I'm just going to read it, um, this kind of stuck with me since I read it. She said, a woman who lives with the stress of an overwhelmed schedule will often ache with the sadness of an underwhelmed soul. A woman who lives with the stress of an overwhelmed schedule will often ache with the sadness of an underwhelmed soul. What does that mean? We get so busy with things that may be good that we don't have time for the God things that he brings our way. And so we have to get to a place where we're not looking so much at being busy, being busy, being busy, that we miss out on those God moments. And the way we do that is just to learn to say no. There are a lot of good things, but we can't just let them, we can't let them get, get, um, get in our way. I'll give you an example. So, um, I recognize my 13-year-old. She's in eighth grade. And um, I really felt that the Lord telling me, actually it's been a couple years, that I need to do a little Bible study for her. 
She actually spends more time at school and away from church than she does at church. And so we had this conversation just the other day. I was telling her, we were talking about, you know, how um, she needs to feed her, her spirit because she's in the world, you know, most of the day and all of those things. So the Lord had laid it on my heart to start a, a Bible study for her. Well, what does that entail? It entails, first of all, some time in my schedule. <laughs> and so we uh, talked to another mom, and we set that Bible study up, and it is a sacrifice. They meet at 6.30 every Friday morning. It's a sacrifice. But when I met with those moms to, to start organizing that Bible study, I told them, I said, I'm not looking for something else to do. But this was a God thing. I felt like it was something that um, God had really placed on my heart. And when I shared it with the other moms that were there, they began, some of them began to cry because they felt the same desire to plug their, their girls into something. Now, if I had been so busy with other things, that was a good God moment that I would have missed. Yes, it's something added to my schedule, but then I had to let something else go. Perhaps that Friday morning workout or whatever, whatever it is, for me it is a workout on Friday, I have to put that aside so that I can put her in my schedule because that's something that's going to benefit her for eternity. Does that make sense? Learning to say no frees your schedule for the things that are important and gives you a little more time to schedule your rest. The other thing I want to talk about a little bit, actually Carissa mentioned it earlier, is, is learning how to be. Being instead of doing. I think that's what she said, being instead of doing. Uh, Ephesians 5, 15, 17 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as wise, but as not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And that's Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. As women, we do so much. We have so much to do. Um, you know, I, um, I remember when Alyssa was in high school. Alyssa's my oldest. She's a freshman at, at Lincoln. And um, Aaliyah was starting to play volleyball, and it seemed like, you know, Bobby was going one way with one of the girls. I was going the other way with one of the girls. And so we were never really at both of their events together. And so I just felt the need to uh, schedule something for us to do as a family. And so I'd make these elaborate plans, and we're going to do this, that, and the other. And so when it came time to do it, nobody wanted to do it. But guess what? Because I had made the plans, I did it anyway. I showed them. <laughs> so much for family time. <laughs> well, I, you know, it took me a little bit to realize they didn't care if we did something. We just, they were okay to be together. And so I had to teach myself, it's not about doing, it's just being. What does that mean? Being together, being still, being quiet. Just being. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, doing is not good. We, like, we love to go on vacations. We love to go. Um, when we go on vacations, we go to the beach. We, we do all those things. But even when we're vacationing, we have to learn to be together. We have to learn to be in the moment. Some of our best memories come from, guess where? Our dining room table. You know, I can't say that we have a, 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 a set Bible study that we do once a week. I can't even say that we have one that we do once a month. But our dining room table has become our place to just be. Sometimes after dinner is over, we'll sit for an hour or so just chit-chatting. The girls are going to remember that, I think, a lot more than they'll remember us going to Disney World. Because those, those are the, the times that we're really, you know, pouring into each other. We, we sit at that table, we laugh, we cry. We just pour our hearts out, but we're together. We're just being together. And that's so important. Um, I remember when um, I was a stay-at-home mom for a bit, and uh, I was an executive with a few um, drug companies. I was, yeah, I had a decent job. 
And uh, when I had Aaliyah, um, I felt the Lord telling me to stay home. I dropped off. I remember the, the day I dropped off at um, daycare for <laughs> the first time. I was off about four months. I dropped her off the day I went back to work. And uh, the babysitter said, hmm, she's kind of demanding. I knew then that I was not going to work long. <laughs> and so I worked another eight, uh, four months or so, and then I came home. But I remember when I made the decision to stay home to work, uh, one of my friends came to me and she said, well, what are you going to do when, you know, you need to buy your kids this or you need to, you know, get your kids the, new, the latest thing that was out? And it just struck me, that's so imp unimportant. To me, it was more important for us to be together, for me to be with my kids, to, for me to be there for, for them, than it was for the stuff that, that we thought they needed. And so that kind of flows into just getting rid of that, that mentality about, about having to work or having to get material things. Our kids sometimes could care less about those things. If we're providing the opportunity for, us, for, for them to spend time with us and really uh, just spending time with them, getting to know them, and them getting to know us and just really being together, that material stuff doesn't make a difference. Now, if we've groomed them to think that everything that, you know, they need, they get, and everything they want, they, they get, you know, then it's going to be a little different to change that mindset. But that's not always what our kids want. They just want our time. We just have to learn how to just be. Sometimes be still. One of the things, uh, another thing I, I think we can talk about is, you know, just resting from uh, trying to keep up with the Joneses. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> Whether it's, um, you know, we have family, we have some friends that, you know, it seems like they're always doing stuff with their kids on the weekend and, you know, uh, going camping. And I have a desire to go camping. I'm from Chicago, and my family does not share that same desire. So to this day, I have not been. One of these days, I'm going to get camping. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, well, should, should I be doing more with my girls? Well, I'm comparing myself to somebody else, and I just told you my girls are perfectly fine sitting at the table. But here I am in my mind, I'm trying to find something else to do with them, and they are perfectly content, just really just being together. Um, a few weeks ago, Leah and I, um, it was one of those days I thought we were going to go shopping or whatever, and she you know, said, no, I don't want to go. And you know, I could have gone by myself, but I didn't. I stayed home with her. And you know what we did? We got out our coloring books. <laughs> I bought myself a coloring book, um, I guess, over Christmas. And she got one as well. We sat on the couch colored in our coloring books, and watch Say Yes to the Dress. <laughs> she enjoyed that. She's going to remember that. It wasn't about keeping up with the people that, you know, go, I guess it's too cold to go boating right now, but it's not about that. And the few times that, that she's been, she liked it, but she was like, eh, it was okay. They just enjoy being home. And Aaliyah particularly, she is a homebody. So I had to learn how to, you know, sometimes Aaliyah makes me rest. Her and Bobby. Alyssa's off at college. Alyssa's my running buddy. You know, she's off at college now. And Bobby and Aaliyah are homebodies. So they really make me rest. I'm like, okay, y'all want to no. <laughs> we just want to sit here. And I'm learning how to just sit there with them. I'm learning. They're teaching me some things. <laughs> All right. Um, and I just think sometimes when we talk about those, you know, material things or comparing ourselves to the Joneses, it really just comes down to what, what, what are we content with? Are we content with the things that God has given us, um, those that he's placed in our lives? And I think we have to be. Um, Paul in Philippians, the fourth verse, 11 through 13 chapter verse says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. 
I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hungry, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Now, we often quote that verse at the end. Is that a question or are you just saying it in there? I'm sorry, Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Um, we often quote that Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But if you read it in context, it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. He's talking about being content. And so when we think about being content, being satisfied with where we are, that's where he gives us the strength to do that. Sometimes it's not of our own will. Sometimes we can't do it ourselves, but we can trust him that he will tell us, he will show us how to be content in the things that he's given us to do. I believe when we can be content with what we have, when we get to, uh, to, to a point where we are not looking to keep up with others, those material things won't even matter. You know, we have to realize, and I think this is an important lesson for our kids as well, our identity is not in what we drive, it's not in what we wear, it's not in those things. Our identity is in whose we are. And when we get that, in, when, we, when we can hold that, when we understand that, first of all, it does two things. One, it transfers that to our kids, that they know our identity is not in stuff, it's in him. But it also frees us up to just rest because I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. I am okay with where I am. Uh, last summer, we, um, and, and once again, we love vacations. Last summer, Bobby wasn't working, and so um, we um, couldn't afford to, our vacation. We typically go to Florida or someplace, or typically it's Florida or cruise or whatever. And so last summer, we couldn't really afford to, and, um, you know, struggled with that a little bit. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take a week off anyway. We had a staycation. We had a great time right here in Omaha. I brought my girl's kayak. She has two kayaks. I brought her a kayak. We went to, me and the girls went to a lake. Had never been in a kayak before. <laughs> I was praying that we didn't fall off. <laughs> I told her, this is our swimmer. I said, stay with Aaliyah. So she <laughs> but we had a great time. So here we are. You know, we're so used to going. But guess what? We just had a great time here. I was even able to schedule some time with my girlfriend um, who had lost her husband. We went out to the lilac farm. Did y'all know we had a lilac farm in Nebraska? I'm sorry, Lavender. Lavender, it's in Iowa. The lavender farm in Iowa. Y'all know that? It's, it's, what, 30 minutes away? Yes. We went out there. We spent the whole day together. And um, um, like I said, she had just lost her husband. And so we were just sitting out there chilling. And I asked her, Dorothy, what was the best part of the day? She said, just sitting. We uh, shot. We went and cut our own lavender and, you know, had something to eat. And then we sat out on, on, on a little swing there. And she and I just rocked on the swing, just resting, just enjoying each other. So here I am, so used to taking the vacation, but I was able to do that just right here. And God provided the rest that I needed in spite of the fact that I didn't get a chance to go anywhere. And the girls remember that kayak. So now we walk through Sam's and there's one hanging up in Sam's. I'm like, I want that kayak. <laughs> you know, we want to get our own because guess what? We realized there's some things that we could do right here in town that doesn't require a whole bunch of stuff. And we could just enjoy ourselves and learn how to just take some downtime here. All right, last example I'll use, and, and then I'll give you some, some of the things that I do um, when I feel overwhelmed. Uh, sometimes we have a fear of missing out. So what happens on Thursday night, your girlfriends call you, they're going to do an impromptu dinner. Now, for you moms, perhaps um, you have a kid that has a science project that's due the next day you're supposed to help them with. 
And maybe you're supposed to bake cookies for uh, brownies or something for a bake sale. And, you know, somebody needs a uniform uh, washed at the last minute because they forgot to tell you they have a game tomorrow. And so now you have all these lists of things that you need to accomplish. But, man, you haven't had girls' night in a, in a long time. And if I don't go, I don't know when I'm going to have the next one. And I feel like I'm going to miss out on something. And so what do we do? Well, I've done both things. I've been that mom that said, well, I need a break. And I'll go ahead and hang out. And then I get home, I have to stay up late because now I have to, you know, help her finish her project because if I had stayed home, she would have been done already. I get home at 9 o'clock, she's still up doing the project. You're not done yet? <laughs> help her finish the project. Oh, don't forget my uniform, Mom. Well, why couldn't you throw it in the machine? But now I got to, you know, wash the uniform. And then I forgot those cookies, too. And you know what? The whole time I'm sitting there at the table, I'm thinking, man, I could be at home doing whatever. But this is more pressure that I've added to myself because I feel like I'm going to miss out on something. Well, I'm learning to, to combat that. I have to tell you a funny story. Um, and so I, I really am getting better at not feeling like I'm missing out on something because I've learned to not look at what I'm missing, but look more at what I have. And so a couple years ago, um, it was um, uh, in March. It was actually around my birthday. Um, our, we have a banquet. Our banquet is in, always in March, and we typically do a, a staff night out, you know, just to kind of hang out or whatever. And so um, I think I had just turned 50. And um, we had a staff lunch or staff dinner or whatever, and I really just didn't feel like going. It, it had been a long two weeks. And so I kind of made myself go to this, lunch, to this dinner. And uh, we sat there, and I just was kind of half falling asleep. <laughs> And I was thinking, sitting there thinking, I should have just stayed home. <laughs> well, that was one day I was glad that I kind of went against the grain because they had, they had planned a surprise birthday party for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I told them, I said, y'all almost got surprised. <laughs> and I felt like maybe I should go because I guess I'm the boss. <laughs> so that was one time when I was glad that I went against, you know, what I was feeling because I surely wanted to stay home. I was thinking, man, I could be at home. And then they said, surprise. I'm like, oh. So, but we have to get rid of that fear of missing out. You know, like I said, for me, it's just, um, it's more, what, are, what do I have versus what am I missing out on? Um, the, the time with, with Aaliyah, the time with Bobby, the time just relaxing, just resting. You know, I don't watch a lot of television. Um, here lately, my rest time comes in the evening after we're done with dinner. I'll go down in my office. My office is in the basement, um, and I have a, a little futon. I kick my feet up, and I have this nice little snuggly um, Sherpa blanket and I just sit sometimes I put a YouTube worship song on and I'm you know I just I just enjoy that time I am learning the older I get the more rest I need and that's just <laughs> Susie laughing <laughs> and that's just something that 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 I'm learning over the years it's not about running racing you know going ripping and running from one place to the next it's just about enjoying and being in the moment, being where you are and enjoying. Uh, a good friend, Tana, she signs her emails, enjoy the moments. Is that right? I love that. Enjoy the moments. Because guess what? These moments are going to be gone before we know it. You know, whether you're single, enjoy the moments. Because when you get married, things change. You know, if you're childless, enjoy the moments. Because they're going to change when those kids come. Just enjoy the moments. I'm learning, learning that as I go. So I just wanted to give you a few points of things that I do um, when I feel like my schedule is getting overwhelmed. And um, like I said, if it's not on my calendar, um, I, tell, 
I was telling Bobby that I was speaking, and um, he said, what are you speaking on? And I said, rest in your schedule. <laughs> he said, huh? <laughs> he said, how did you get that one? <laughs> and I said, the message comes to the messenger first. <laughs> so, but when I feel like my schedule is getting overwhelmed, the first thing I do is spend time with God. I have to schedule time with him. Um, I am a morning person. I was in another session, and one of the questions was, how do you start or whatever? You have to start with the time that works best for you. I am a morning person. I'm typically up at 5.30, 5.45, but I know Tony. And if Tony doesn't get it in first thing in the morning, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get it in later in the evening. Because after I come from work, um, i got to fix some dinner. Leah probably has volleyball practice or whatever. Bobby and I chit-chat. You know, I'm just not in that, in that frame of mind to really get quiet and, and, and read a devotion or do my Bible study. So if I don't get it done in the morning, for me, um, that's what works for me, just to get it done in the morning. So the first thing I do when I feel like my schedule is getting, is getting a little overwhelmed is to schedule time with God. As tired as I may be, I make myself get up to pray. You know, one of the things that um, the, the Bible study that my daughter is learning that we're going through in the morning is um, I think it's, um, of course, now I can't think of the name of it. Uh, it's by Elizabeth George, and it's a young woman's guide to uh, good decisions or, or right dis decisions, something like that. And one of the things, the first, they're like by days. And one of the things that, they, that this little book is encouraging teens and young and preteens to do is to get up and pray and spend time. And so as she's reading the book, I'm helping to lead the Bible study. It's been ministering to me. And so I've purposed in my heart to get up, because if I'm going to encourage her to get up and spend some time in the Word, then I have to make sure that I'm doing the same thing. Not to be legalistic, but if I don't get time with God, then I'm not really feeling, I'm not resting in Him. And so that's what works better for me in the mornings. The second thing I do is I want to make sure my priorities align with God. Um, I kind of struggle with this a little bit, because like I said, my schedule does get a little hairy. And I felt myself... Um, really uh, missing out on some, some, I think, some God appointments. And so I just began to ask God to show me who I'm supposed to have lunch with. Show me who I'm supposed to have breakfast with. And um, I, typically my, my personal appointments are breakfast at work. I drop Aaliyah off, I go get breakfast with a girlfriend, and then I go to work. But I can't do that every day of the week. And so if I have one scheduled a week, in, one in that week, I'm not going to schedule another one. And so once again, <laughs> put it on the schedule. <laughs> you don't see me put it down. I might miss breakfast. <laughs> but that's what works for me. I have to make sure that my priorities align with God. But I want to make sure that I don't miss something that he has for me to do. Because there are a lot of sisters that I love, and I love to hang out. I love to spend time. But I have to make sure that I'm not overdoing my, overdoing my schedule, because then they're not benefiting, and neither am I. The third thing I have to do is ask for help. Um, sometimes... Um, um, it's always been my policy. Bobby is a pharmaceutical rep, so his, his schedule, he travels quite a bit. And so I try to figure the schedule out as though he's not going to be there. And so that way, if he's there, he helps, he picks up or whatever. But I, I try not to schedule my, 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 myself that way. And so what happens when he is in town, because I'm so used to doing, I forget to tell him, hey, can you pick up Aaliyah? And so we have to ask for help. You know, I used to get mad at, I don't say mad, but... Um, I would think, you know, Bobby knows how I'm thinking. He, don't he know he got to pick up a lead? I'm at work, and he's at home, so he, he's five minutes. I'm 20 minutes, you know. But if I don't tell him, how, how does he know that, you know, I expect him? So I had to kind of, you know, check myself with that. Ask for help. 
you know, ask if, if, if it's a husband, if it's a family member. Um, he's been traveling quite a bit here lately, and I have some evening meetings. Now, I could leave 65th and Sorensen, go all the way to Papillion, go all the way back to Sorensen, <laughs> and then come back to Papillion. But I have learned to call her godmother. Hey, I got a meeting this afternoon, and Leah needs to be picked up at 320. Can you get her? Oh, sure, no problem. Ask for help. That's what God has placed us in, in families for. And if you don't have, if you don't have a, um, um, a, a biological family, he's placed you in the body of Christ as a family. Ask for help when we need it. My small group, if I, you know, Bobby was out of town, all of them say, hey, if you need us to pick up a leader, anything, call us. That's what we do. That's what the body of Christ is for. Ask for help. And when I have a hectic week at work or home, I have learned to handle one thing at a time. And so um, uh, every now and then, my schedule gets kind of compact. Like next week, I have a banquet. We have the conference. We have, I got an interview with Tony Evans on Tuesday. It's just a lot going on. And so I just, I could really get bogged down with the rest of the, you know, the next two weeks. But I've just learned to go, okay, what do I need to do today for the first thing that's coming? <laughs> and then once that's done, then I'll move to the interview on Tuesday. Now, I have those questions, but I haven't looked at the interview questions yet because I was focusing on today. So after today, then I'll focus on Tuesday. And then my speech is already written for the banquet. Come Monday, Tuesday, then I'll start looking at the speech for the banquet. And so I've just learned not to be so bogged down with trying to get everything done today, but just kind of schedule it. This is what I'm doing now. This is what I'm doing next. Because that helps me to focus. And it helps me from being so overwhelmed and so frustrated. The last thing is to learn to rest in his presence. So this is, I think Carissa mentioned it as well. Um, so last Wednesday, it was, like I said, it's, it's been a long I haven't been sleeping well. I got lots on my mind. We have a banquet coming up, and so just a lot going on. So Wednesday, Ali and I, oh, Wednesday, uh, I got up. I had an early, early morning meeting. Bobby decided he had to have oral surgery that he didn't tell me about. <laughs> so, so I left that meeting, came to pick him up, took him to the dentist, got home, went and picked Aaliyah up, got her something quick to eat. Now it's time to go to church. So we're on our way to church, and I am, I am just tired. I am just... Ugh. And Leah said, well, we could go back home if you want. <laughs> I said, no, we, we're on our way. We, we're going to go to church. You know, we came to church. I don't know if y'all were here Wednesday night. It was an awesome worship service. It was just what I needed. I mean, I, I left here feeling like, oh, I'm not tired anymore. You know, as Carissa said, sometimes you may not get that. I really felt energized when I left here. And so I realized once again, when you're in the presence of the Lord, God will just infuse you with what you need. I need it Wednesday night. I need it Wednesday night. Now, think about it. If I had turned around and went home, I would have missed it. And so being in the presence of God, we have to find a place to get that. I think when we do that, that allows us to, uh, to learn how to rest. All right. I'm leaving you one more. Oh, uh, number six. Sorry. Personal retreat. And this is something that I know we can't all do. Um, I went on a personal retreat, I guess it was last year. Um, I found a retreat house. A friend of mine owns a retreat house, and I went for a day and a half. Um, I got up in the morning, I, I went and I checked in, and I was there all night, and then I left the next morning and actually came to church Wednesday. So it was like from Tuesday morning to Wednesday, about 6 o'clock. And um, I had the most beautiful time. I never thought that I could go someplace by myself. I've never been, you know, other than like a business meeting or something like that. But I was in this house with no Internet, no television, no telephone, 
She had a box on her on the uh, the table that you put your phone in, um, and I did that. I thought I was gonna go crazy, you know, initially. It was the best time I have had. Better than any cruise, better than sitting on the beach. <laughs> I just had Tony time, and she prepared meals. I remember sitting at the table, and um, just by myself. And some people might be uncomfortable eating by yourself. I sat at the table. I mean, it was you know just. And I just felt the Lord said, I'm taking care of you. I sat on the porch. I couldn't tell you the last time I sat. I sat on the porch and just listened to the birds chirp. I got out my journal, and I'm not a big journal. I journal every now and then. I got out. It was amazing how many pages I wrote. And one, I remember one of the things that she, she said um, in some of her literature that she had in this retreat is that you'll take your retreat home. And I certainly have done that. A year later, I am still, when I was talking about going in my office, that quiet time, I am learning just how to sit and just do nothing and listen to the birds. This morning I got up and I went in my office, and my office was like ground level, and I could hear the birds, choo, 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 choo. There's something about just relaxing at personal retreat. And so I would tell you, if you can find a personal retreat, if you have the time, even if it's just a few hours, just to sit, and you carry that with you for a few weeks. I'll close with this. Um, Isaiah 33 and 6 says, He would be the sure foundation of your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. I believe as we seek God, he shows us how to rest. He shows us what to put down. He shows us what to pick up. He shows us how to schedule or to arrange our schedules so we can accomplish the things that we need to do but still get the rest that we need. Amen? All right. Sarah's going to come and share a little bit, and then we'll have a question and answer session. Yes, ma'am. 33 and 6. Thanks, Tony. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm super excited to be sharing my story this morning, or at least parts of it. Um, I'm used to talking to toddlers all day, so if I lose my mind for a second or start shaking, I'm probably just nervous. I did joke that I was like, oh, just tell them I'm on the same medication that carries on. That's why. <laughs> um, I, I will introduce myself because I always like to know people's background stories when they're speaking. Uh, my name is Sarah. Like she said, I am born and raised uh, by a large family here in Omaha. Um, I have been at Glad Tidings on and off since about the year 2000. My husband, uh, Jake, and I will be married for 14 years in April. I got married when I was 12. Right, Tommy? You were there? <laughs> um, and uh, we have six beautiful babies who range in age. Um, our oldest is 11, and the baby is one. I volunteer part-time at their school. Uh, they go to public school in uh, La Vista. I volunteer part-time there. Um, I serve here as a um, leader in Emanate, which is the student ministries. You should also look into serving because we need good leaders. And um, I uh, work part-time at a hotel downtown. So needless to say, I have a couple things going on in my life. But um, I feel like that's probably also you, since this is the workshop you chose to come to, is that, you know, we are all busy. We all have things going on. I think it's a culture and our lifestyle. Like, we just, you know, there's always something. Um, so, and before I go any further, I do just want to say, I know that God is speaking this weekend. I know he is, because I did not know um, this morning. I had no idea what Carissa was talking about. No idea. Uh, last night with Carrie, she told us this scripture for the weekend, but that was it. 
And then even Tony and I had touched base a few times, but basically everything that they said is what I wanted to share. So I know that God is speaking, and he's just telling us the same things, the same things. Um, and, and those things um, is that, that finding rest is not, um, or having rest is not about clearing your schedule. It's not about not volunteering or not serving. It's not about passivity. Um, it's about allowing Christ, just like Carrie was talking about last night. It's about, about allowing Christ to overshadow that and um, bring his presence and his peace and his wisdom into all of that, into all of, um, you know, the things that we have to do. Because there are things that we have to do. There are things we have to go to work. We have to take care of our kids. We have to go to school, you know, things like that. Um, and so... Um, I'm going to be sharing bits and pieces of my story, but there are two things that I think um, God revealed to me that if when you walk out these doors, if you can just remember them, I feel like it'll be a win. Um, and there are two things that I feel like have helped me found, find rest, spiritual rest. Um, they're super practical. Number one is know your priorities, and number two is understand your season. So I have all these kids, and they're sometimes I'm not even kidding I like turn around I'm like where did you all come from you can't all be mine like there's a lot of you and I don't even know how this happens I mean I do but it just happens so fast and so I have all these kids and I I've always worked part-time um, to kind of help make ends meet because when you have all these kids and they eat all the time they're always hungry and they're always growing so you always buy them clothes you know that kind of a thing so you like you know I worked part-time to help make ends meet um and I was kind of like uh, freaking out. There's been times where I'm like, I don't know what to do. There's, you, you're overwhelmed. You know, you just have so much all the time. There's always somewhere to go. There's always something to do, always somebody to take care of. Um, and so, but it was as I turned to Christ, he began to teach me, me, what my priorities need to be in which season I'm in. So um, for me, for, for myself, m what God has revealed to me in this season is my priority is my family and in serving others which seems kind of vague, but maybe your priority right now is finishing school. I just need to finish school, you know, that's my priority. Or maybe your season right now is, I just need to keep my kids alive until my husband comes home at the end of the day. That's fine too. You know, that's you. You have to make it, you, know, you have to ask God, what is your priority in the season? Because the season has so much to do with, also, I love what Carissa was saying about seasons this morning, because um, they're so, they, they, are so pivotal in our lives but um so for the season that i'm in is i ha you know I have, I have these young children um and um working part-time and taking care of the house and stuff like that so so um but once i realized what my priorities are and what season i'm in everything then began to flow from that revelation so so in going through i'll kind of show you saying no and um, being instead of doing and the fear of missing out, all that became easier to deal with when I, when I had this revelation that this is my priority and this is the season that I'm in. So I'll just tell you a little bit about the stories. I'm sorry, that clock is gone. <laughs> so I don't know how long I'm talking. I don't want to go over. I'm just going to grab this really quick. Okay. Um, so just a little bit about saying no. Some of the stories... Uh, or one of the, a couple things, I'll give you some examples. So, and keep this in mind, saying no to one thing, like Tony was saying, saying no to one thing is essentially saying yes to another thing. So when she said no to uh, vacation, you know, she said yes to the staycation, and look at how wonderful the staycation turned out for her. Um, 
there was um, a friend of mine who I, we've known each other a long time, and she asked me about being in a book club. And I was like, oh, I've, I've never been in a book club. Like, that would be so great. I would read a book and, like, have really intelligent conversations about the plot of this book, and that would be awesome. And so I, I said yes without even thinking. I was like, oh, yeah, awesome. But then guess what? Every time it was time to meet for book club, oh, Ben has a baseball game. Oh, Natalie has a doctor's appointment. Oh, you know, I have to work. I picked up a shift. There was always something. And then when I started applying this revelation of, wait a second, I'm in a season where my priorities are taking up that time. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so I had to say no to the book club, but it helped me to say yes to, I'm going to go watch my son play baseball. You know, I'm going to go make some extra money for my family. Um, another thing, and this, is, this was a hard one for me because um, I had to say no to leading a small group. I love small groups. If you're not in one, you should totally be in one. Um, saying that from somebody who's not necessarily in a small group. But you should totally be in one <laughs> because they're so important. And there's such a great um, family and community and so much that comes out of being in that small group. But I had to say no to leading a small group because right now in the season of life that I'm in, my priorities don't allow that. Do you see what I'm saying? So um, I had to say no to leading a small group, but there's also a joy and a peace that come from knowing that I have to say no in this season, but I might not have to say no in my next season. I might be able to say, yes, absolutely. There's nothing I would love more. Um, bunko night. I don't even know what bunko is. I think it's a game, but somebody asked me to be a part of a bunko group, and I, you know, I wanted to say yes because that's um, community and relaxation and all that kind of stuff. But right now, the season of life that I'm in, my priorities, that's not one of my priorities. Um, so um, I, I think it's really important to know that your seasons change and your priorities change, but when, you're, when you own the ones that you're in, it makes all the difference. So um, a couple of examples of being instead of doing. I'm the primary caretaker of the house and the children. Um, and we always have, there is always something that could be cleaned or washed. The laundry is never ending. It's kind of annoying, but it's the season, right? It's the season. So I have, um, I have a three-year-old and if you, um, have the joy of knowing my three-year-old, his name is Josiah and we call him Cy and he is, um, adorable and he's big and, um, He's really, he can be really sweet. And one minute he can be like the best person you've ever met. And the very next second he can be the worst person that you have ever met. Um, and I love him. Oh, I love him so much. But you guys, he's so hard. He's so hard to parent. It's like he has a very short fuse and he gets angry very quickly. And it's like, oh, I love you, but I can't stand you right now. So, um, so he, he's three and he's really into Batman and Superman, you know, guys, his guys. And so he also, um, he has a speech delay, so he goes to pre preschool for speech. So in the afternoons, um, a lot of times, uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter is one, I'll pick Cy up from school, come home, lay the baby down, and then it's just him and I in the afternoons until we go pick up the big kids from school. And so he'll always say, Mom, you want to play guys with me? Mom, you want to play guys with me? <laughs> no, I hate playing guys. I'm like... I mean, I feel like men were born with this innate ability to make sound effects. So they can like do like, and I'm like, bam, bam, gotcha, you know? And so, uh, so like most of the time I, 
And there's so many other things to do. Like, I'm like, no, I don't want to play, guys. I have to fold this basket of laundry. Then I have to get dinner, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the look on his face when I say, yeah, let's play, guys, Noth it doesn't, nothing else matters because I'm being his mom instead of doing the things, you know, I'm being there with him. It's just like what Tony was talking about. Um, because, he's, um, because he's my priority and because I'm in the season where he needs me more, he needs attention more, you know, there's going to come a day when, I mean, God forbid, but he'll be like, peace out, mom, and won't even want me to kiss him goodbye. So um, right now I want to engage in that season. Um, and remember that he's my priority and all that other stuff can wait. Um, and it was funny that you said keeping up with the Joneses because I have that written down here. Um, a couple stories about that. I always joke that um, everything in our house is from Mrs. B's. If you've ever gone, like we don't go to Nebraska Furniture Mart. We're strictly Mrs. B's people because when you have six kids, it's like things break. I won't even tell you some of the things that has been like ground into our um, couch. It's disgusting. It happens, whatever. Um, but so, so, and, and as this is another kind of funny story, I like to go to the gym. People are always like, oh, you like to, you like to work out. I'm like, well, it's the only hour I have to myself every day. So yeah, I like, you know, I go and there are all these women who have like, you know, the, the svelte workout gear and like, they're like leggings match their tank tops and match their shoelaces. And they're like, here's, they have like the bandanas and they're like, they're cute. You know, like, I'm like, oh wow, you look so nice. And I am like, I'm wearing a t-shirt from like 2003 that has stains on it and holes in the armpits. And, um, my running shorts are probably also, well, probably like from 2008, um, you know, and like they also probably have holes in them and whatever, but they cover the main parts. And so it's fine. Like they work, you know, they, they serve their purpose. Um, but there are so many times when I was like, Oh, I wish you know, maybe I should go buy a new workout outfit. You know, maybe I should like have my shoelaces match my headband, you know? And, uh, but then it, it all, <laughs> It all comes back down to the season that I'm in right now. I don't have the extra money to spend on something that is not a priority to me. Um, yes, being healthy is a priority, but looking good while doing it is not. And that's okay. You know, maybe I'll be in a season in 10 years where I have $50 extra whatever a month to buy the Fabletics and look like Kate Hudson on the commercials and like be that person, but right now I'm not. So, so knowing my season and my priority, it helps me deal with that. Um, you know, all the, you know, as women, we like like pretty things and you know, fancy purses and whatever, you know, everybody has their own thing. Um, mine apparently is workout clothes, but um, when we let those, you know, those things aren't bad, they're good things, but when we let them um, cause us stress that keeps, them, keeps us from rest, you know, they, they turn into, um, to bad things. And, and this is like what I tell myself at the end of the day. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I don't have the matching outfit because I'm still going to be able to exercise. You know, it doesn't matter that I, I didn't, I wanted to get my nails. I was going to paint my nails or get my nails done for real, just to like feel fancy. But you know what? It doesn't matter at the end. Of, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that all of my, um, furniture is from Mrs. B's because you know, my kids just jump on it and we, have slumber parties on it anyways. I mean, it, it still serves its purpose. It doesn't matter that 
my house has been decorated by what is on clearance, you know, at the store because it doesn't matter. It doesn't, that's, that's not, that's not what matters in my life. Th those are not my priorities. Um, so I think that that's a really good thing to keep in mind too when, when you're trying to find or keep rest in, in that area. Um, and then the last thing is fear of missing out. Some people might have known of it as FOMO. I don't know if you like fear of missing out. It's an acronym, right? It's an acronym. Um, my family always makes fun of me because they tell me that I have it, which I don't. But they tell me that I do because they're always like, oh, you're the first one there and you're the last one to leave. And I'm like, I just like people, okay? Like, don't, you know, lay off me. I just like people. Um, but, you know, um, I, when, when actually when you were talking about it, I feel like, um, you know, your girlfriends want to get together and maybe you have this, that, whatever. You know, it's all individualized to you. But I feel like God is, so if God is, you know, in control enough and sovereign enough uh, to die, to come back to life, to, you know, um, to save us, don't you think he's sovereign enough to um, miss out? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you're going to be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. You know, it's okay sometimes to say no. You know what, guys? I'm sorry. I got too much going on tonight. I can't make it. And it's okay sometimes to say yeah, I'll be there. You know what? I'm dropping it. Let's go. Um, but I, ju I think in that situation, you know, again, going back to what kind of season am I in? Do I have a season? Like, if your children are little, it's really hard to just drop everything and go do something. Um, if you, if it's the end of the school year and you have finals or exams or whatever, and you, those are big deals, you know, it's, it's, you can't, you can't just say, oh, I'm just going to blow them off and I'm going to go do whatever, you know. Um, that's where I think it's so important to remember your seasons and remember your priorities um, and where you're at. And so just remember remembering, too, that seasons change. They never stay the same. And usually once one changes, just like what Carissa was saying this morning, you know, we either don't want to change or we want to go back. You know, we never want to be in the season that we're in. We're always either looking back or wanting to get out of it. So um, that's something I think that, you know, we can also find rest in is just knowing that God has you exactly where you're supposed to be. So. All right. Thank you, ladies. Um, if you have questions, you can write them down on, the, on your pieces of paper. And then Carissa right here will come pick them up. We'll try and answer them. Anybody? No questions? Okay, do you want to write it down on your paper? Okay. And then she'll come grab it from you. I think Sarah had a good point when she talked about remembering the, uh, our priorities and our, um, the seasons that we're in. I think if we can keep that in mind, and as those season cha seasons change, um, our our, what our rest looks like, looks like will change as well. Um, you know, like she said, when you're, I remember being, when, the, when my kids were little, I mean, we were really functioning on very little sleep. You know, if, if I mean, if Aaliyah or Alyssa woke up at five, I'm not going to get up at four probably to pray. And so, it, as your seasons change, that rest will change as well. It'll look different. Um, one thing I wanted to say, too, is I highly recommend the book you were talking about, The Best Yes. It's, I read it probably a year, year and a half ago, and every, before, when somebody will come to me with, hey, can you do this? I always say, or my husband says it to me, is that your best yes? 
because I'm, I'm, I tend to always say yes to everything no matter what. And so just going, is that my best yes today? Or even thinking like, okay, somebody asked me to do something. Am I saying yes because they want me to do it or because I feel like this is what I should be doing right now? You know, is it my best yes? So. For a long time I had that. Um, if you read the book, there's a little thing you can download. For a long time it was my screensaver. So whenever I went to my calendar to put it on my calendar, it was right there. Is this your best yes? It's a very good book. Okay. What do you do when you are single parenting, working part-time, attending college, sports for children, and trying to incorporate rest? I'm always struggling and exhausted. Okay, I, I'm not a single parent, and um, I'm not in school, but I do multi uh, manage multiple schedules. And I think what Tony was saying when you were talking about, this is what I have to do today. This is what I have to do tomorrow. I do that all the time when I get overwhelmed. Like I have, it was funny that Carissa was saying, you know, oh, this week is, like, this past week has been crazy busy, and this next week is going to be crazy busy for me. And usually it's not like that. But so what I've had to do is, okay, take a deep breath. What do I have to do right now? Okay. And then, okay, I need to get my thoughts together for sharing on Saturday. Okay, so I've got that done. Okay, so now, what do I have to do next? Okay, I know Monday night I have a meeting at the kids' school, so what do I need to, you know what I mean? Like just, because sometimes when you're looking at all of it together, it's overwhelming, and you're like, I can't, I, I quit, I quit my life, I can't do this, you know? So when you take it and break it down, like, okay, what do I need to do today? What do I need, to, even, what do I need to do right now? Not even what I have to do all day. What do I have to do right now? Okay, then we're gonna eat lunch. Okay, and then what do I have to do after that? So just breaking it down, because then it's easy. I feel like it's easier to conquer small things than looking at all and thinking, oh, my God, no, I can't do it all. Okay, I'm at home a lot right now and single and have a lot of time since I'm in between jobs and looking for employment. How best could I spend, utilize my time right now to develop deeper rest and make a schedule? That's a good question. Oh. Well, you know, once again, uh, just uh, learning how to enjoy the season that you're in. Um, if it's, um, uh, if you have a problem, um, I just think back to the days when I was a stay-at-home mom, and um, that was a little different, you know, but I was at home. And if we don't plan your day, if you don't plan your day, your day gets away from you. And so I think you have to be very intentional about what you want to accomplish in your the days that, that you're off or the time that you have. And so maybe it is, you know, you can use a schedule even if you don't leave the house. And maybe it is schedule time to do this, schedule time to do that. So if you, because I think if, sometimes if you don't, before you know it, the, the, day is, the, the day is gone and you haven't accomplished anything. Some days I feel like that at work. Um, I have a lot of things, there's so many things I want to do, and if I don't write them down, at the end of the day I look back and I was like, what did I do today? You know, maybe people came in and that's a part of my job. You know, people come in and we chit-chat or whatever, we talk, we, we're, we're, we're perhaps discussing issues. But if I have a list of these are the things that I need to accomplish, I tend to get those things done more effectively than if I know I need to do them, but I don't see them. So if you're at home, you have some time, there's some things you want to accomplish, um, maybe it's walk, you make, the, make a list of things that you, wanna, you, that you need to do or you want to do, and I think that's, a, be, be more intentional 
about getting what you want done? Hey, this, these are good questions. What is a good average amount of time to take for yourself each week without feeling guilt over not always being there for your kids or relying too much on outside help? Is feeling guilt a problem for any of you in motherhood? I'll speak to that for a second. Um, I, I used to get guilty or feel guilty about it, and then I realized I'm a better mom. I, so I have three kids. Um, one is two months, one is two, and one is three. Um, I feel like I'm a better mom when I get time away. And so for me, in my season right now, we're busy. My husband's a pastor here. We're, we both are on staff here. We have three kids, and it gets crazy. We have something like every night of the week. And so my husband said, there's things that inside of me that I'm like, I can't accomplish because I'm doing all these other things. And so for me, he said, you take one night a week, and you can go and do what you want to do. And in the season I'm in, I just go and write music. Um, so whether I want to go into, we made a room in the house where I could go and do that. And whether it's that or I go out for coffee, um, I know that that's my time every night of the week. And so I take that night, and I'm like, you put the kids to bed. And I don't worry about it. I don't feel guilt because that's my time. And when I come home, I'm like, I want to see my kids, and I want to talk to my husband because I've had time to myself. So I would agree with that. Um, again, like, I go to the Y. I have a Y membership. And, um, you know, they have a child care there. And, and, again, for me, this isn't for but for me, exercising helps me de-stress. It's, it's, it's literally like I can physically feel the stress leaving my body. Um, and so for me, I take that half hour to an hour, not every day, but, you know, whatever it is, um, during the week. And I, I don't feel bad about that because then I, I can feel like I can think clearer. Um, I can manage the stress better. I can manage the schedules better. Um, when I have that time where it's, I just put on my headphones and I listen to my Jesus Jams playlist and it's just, you know, me and Jesus on the treadmill. And so um, I think a lot of times moms do that too. They're always guilty. That, like we're, we're guilty when we're with our kids and we're guilty when we're not with our kids. You know, so just finding, um, I was, I forgot, but like find, knowing your identity in Christ um, and um, understanding your season and just knowing that, you know, I need this rest. Like Morgan said, like I'm a better parent when I do this. And one other thing I, I would add to that, um, I think the question was how much time, you know, do you need to spend? That's going to be up to you and the Lord. And, and that once, once again, going back to that Isaiah verse, he's going to tell you how much time you need. And as women, yes, and particularly as moms, it's sometimes hard for us to take care of ourselves. But guess what? If we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be around and take care of our families. And so we have to get to a point where we're not feeling guilty, um, especially when our kids are a little older and they can sit for a little bit or they can play in a room a little bit and, and you have that time. So don't feel guilty, uh, but just ask the Lord how much time you should be spending with yourself. He'll let you know if you're being selfish. What strategies do you use or tips do you have when something unexpected happens that can derail the whole thing? How do you handle a blind side? Well, I was just going to say, when you have young children, that happens all the time. It happens all the time. You know, just when I think, oh, we're going to make it to church on time today, somebody ha needs a new diaper, you know, like, and not only a new diaper, but like a bath. 
because that's the one time that you're like, oh, it's up your back. Um, you know, like inevitably that happens. Um, we'll have the coats on and like the winter time, you know, the boots and everything. Oh, I have to go potty. You know, there's always something. And so you just have to deal with it and remember like, okay, is it the end of the world if we're 10 minutes late for church? It's not. Is it a bummer? Yeah. But don't let it ruin your day. Like, don't let it ruin your mood. You know what I mean? Like, you just kind of got to, as cheesy it sounds, like, roll with it, you know, and remember, like, I'm doing the best I can do right now. And that kind of stuff happens. Like, um, unexpected things always come up. So you just, you would, you just adapt and you just go with it. And I would add to that, just remember being and not doing, you know, if that's what you're supposed to, you know, if, that, if that happens, just be there. You know, um, once again, it, it's just a season. And so just remember, whatever those little uh, things, those interruptions, sometimes I think they're, they're, they're divine interruptions. You know, uh, I used to come, um, so at work I would, I would feel like, you know, I, can't, I don't get anything accomplished because people are always in my office. Well, I re, you know, I come to realize that's why I'm in that office because I've had the opportunity to close my door and perhaps pray for someone that really needed it. And so, yeah, in, in that time I may not have gotten everything accomplished that I was supposed to, but God divinely sent those people in my office. And so now I start to look at those interruptions as uh, just divine interruptions. And then I've worked my schedule where if there's something I really need to do, I get out of the office. I perhaps go to Panera, take my computer and work at, at Panera. I'm executive director. People are going to knock on my door. But if there's something I absolutely have to do, then I, I get out of the office. But I try to look at those interruptions as divine interruptions. I would just say, too, like, choose laughter. Because sometimes if you don't choose it, you're going to cry. And then you and the baby are both be crying, and then it's a big mess. So, it, I mean, even if you're, you know, you have the pe person coming in person after person, it's like choose laughter because ultimately God is sovereign. If we've submitted to him, he's in charge of our day anyways, so this is no surprise to him. He knew it was coming, so just choose being, choose laughter, choose finding the joy. Because literally five years, ten years later, you know, down the road, you, it is funny. Like, it is funny when... You're like, oh, remember that time, you know. And also don't be so um, stuck in your schedule and your calendar. I used to, like, I, I use Plum Planner. Um, it's like a handwritten calendar. And if my husband's, whatever he had going on that day, if it wasn't in my calendar, he'd be like, oh, you know, I have this going on. And I would just be like, no, it's not in my calendar. You cannot meet with someone, you know at this time and so just learning to just be flexible and I, kind of what Tony said earlier where she doesn't like she plans as if her husband is not going to be there and that's not that's not like a bad thing we're not like mad at our husbands but it's just like they have something they have things that they need to get done and so we just kind of have to be flexible um, how do you say no to something because I don't know how to say no You just say no. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and um, you know, obviously the first, the first thing is the word of God. But um, we were talking about that book, The Best Year. She kind of talks about that. Sometimes there's a guilt in saying no. Um, we just, once again, if, when you get to the point where you realize your priorities and you realize the season that you're in, it makes it a lot easier to say no. If, if, if something is going to take you away from um, uh, the purpose that God has for you for this particular day, it becomes a lot easier to say no. And so, you know, just those things that we talked about, you know, fear of missing out. You're not going to miss out on anything. Uh, freeing up, you know, your time to, to really be where God has you to be. 
if you learn, I'm telling you, once you learn how to say no, it really is freeing. Now, that, I'm not, that doesn't give you a license to say no to everything. <laughs> because once again, I think God divinely gives you those things that you're supposed to do. And that's where your prayer life is important because he tells you when to say no. And if he tells you to say no, don't say yes. So it's just a matter of just say that first no will make it a lot easier to say the second no. Okay, these two questions are kind of the same, so I'm going to try and bundle them. But um, how do you schedule rest around um, school? So I think both of these people are in school. One of them also has a part-time job. How do you put friends and homework in between school? Is it a bad thing to prioritize school too much over working part-time in ministry? So I'm going to use my daughter as an example. Alyssa's a um, freshman in um, college, and so she is, you know, kind of on her own. And one of the things I tried to tell her before she went off to college on her own is that she needs to be more conscious of how she spends her time. Um, she's not the best time manager. Well, guess what? Now she's in college, and she's figuring out how to do that. Um, and so there's something about being an adult and being responsible for your time that kind of makes you kick it into gear. And so when it comes to your schedule, it just goes, once again, back to priorities. And you know if you don't study, what's going to happen? You fail, right? And so what, what's more important? Is it more important for you to study, or is it more important for you to go and hang out with your friends? Now, sometimes you need that break. And this is where I tell Alyssa, you know, she Alyssa, when she was in high school, she studied from the time she got home till 10, 11 o'clock. And that's just her. She's okay with that amount of time. But now there's some things that she wants to do in school. You know, they have this little thing going on, and she has this. And so she has learned, she has had to learn to tweak her schedule, to work her schedule, what fits her better, that she does have that time. Because now on Thursday night, she has group that she wants to go to. And thank God that she wants to go to group. But she texted me a couple of, uh, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, she says, I have so much homework to do, and I really want to go to group. Should I go to group, or should I do my homework? And I said, well, baby, what do you think you need to do? What's your priority? And so she said, well, I guess I can't go to group this week. But guess what? The next week she planned a little bit better because she missed going to group last week. And so once again, it, 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 going right back to what, what Sarah said, priorities and season. The season that you're in right now is to study. And if, if, if that's where you are, then that takes precedence. Um, how do you manage your rest when you have four failing grades and your best friend passed away five months ago? Um, well, um, I think it goes back to your prayer life. Uh, I think this is an area where we have to be careful because you can find yourself falling into a, uh, an area of depression. Um, and so, if there's some help that you perhaps you need to get tutored, that's an opportunity. Um, and certainly with that grief. If you're dealing with grief, then you need to maybe seek out someone that could pray with you because they may be related. They may, may very well be related. Maybe the reason that you're failing in the classes could be because you're grieving over the loss of that, that friend. And so I would encourage whoever it is um, to maybe stop and talk to someone today um, about the grieving portion, and then if you can get a tutor to help you with those classes, um, that might be a, a help as well. I think that's it. Any, any other questions? 
I would just really quickly add on to that last thing. I do feel that maybe, like Tony was saying, the grades um, is a symptom of the problem. So for whoever that is, I really, again, would encourage you to um, either if, if it's, you know, I don't know how, like what you're at in your life, but if you need a friend or a parent or a leader or whatever it is, you need to talk to somebody because I feel like that's the heart of the matter. Um, and the grades are just a symptom of, of what's really happening. Um, I think that there might be a something, you know, something bigger that needs to take care of because grades come and go, but, gr you know, if grief isn't dealt with in a healthy way, it can affect the rest of your life. So I would just really encourage you to talk to somebody about that. One thing I wanted to add is for those of you that maybe you're young moms or um, just moms with really busy schedules, don't be afraid to, like you said, ask for help. But even like, I know, does anybody in here meal plan? Okay, well, it takes like hours to do that. And some of you are going, I need to. Well, um, something I just did this last week, I was like, I do not have time to meal plan for the week. It's not doesn't fit in my schedule. So I just ordered some um, meals to come to my house. And it was actually cheaper than it would have been going to the grocery store. So things like that, I'm like, and it, you kind of feel guilty as a mom. Oh, I need to cook dinner. I need to be the one doing it or um, different things like that. Um, when it comes to cleaning your house, is that for me, I'm like, that's not my priority. Um, so my kids are my priority. So just different things like, like that. Don't feel guilty about getting help in those areas. Um, Hello Fresh. Yeah, so it just, it had all of your plans, your meal plans, and yeah, brought it to my door. Yes, and you think that it would cost more, it honestly was more than I would spend, or less than I would spend on a week of groceries, so. One last question before we pray, close in prayer. All right, well, I'll, I'll close if that's okay. Um, thank you all for, for coming to our, um, our breakout session. I pray that you heard something um, that would uh, encourage you as you looking at your busy schedule. And you know, I think it's been said several times today, it's not that we're going to be in the absence of, 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 of a busy schedule just by virtue of we're living. Um, but I pray that God would just um, encourage you to that today that um, there is rest in him from your schedule. And if we can just apply some of the things perhaps that we heard today, um, God will give us the rest that we need when we need it. All right, let's pray. God, we just thank you so much for uh, your faithfulness. God, thank you for your kindness. And God, thank you um, that we can rest in you. God, I thank you um, that you have made it, made it possible for us to just bring our cares, our concerns to you. And God, I just pray for wisdom for every young lady, every person that's here today. God, as they are looking at their schedules and, and trying to balance home life and perhaps work life and school life, God, I pray for your wisdom, Lord. I pray, God, that um, as we seek you, that you would um, um, just show us how to, to, to work our schedules. I pray, God, in those schedules, God, that we would find the rest that we need. And God, I pray that uh, above all of that, God, that we can just rest in your presence. And so, God, we just thank you so much for this time. We thank you, Lord, for this, uh, this fellowship. And God, we just give you glory and we give you honor today. In Jesus' name. Thank you.